put yourself in a position where you can't retreat, where it's do or die, sink or swim. Here's what you'll find out. You'll develop incredible swimming skills. You'll find yourself stroking unlike you've ever seen before. Through the inspiration of desperation, you'll become more creative than ever before. Throw your whole self into it. All you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Morning. What's up? Not much. Not much, man. I'm excited about this one. Um, This podcast is with uh, Kelly Garrett and Angela Dunn. Um, two ladies that have quickly become, you know, probably two of the more important people in our lives, you know, not, not just professionally, but just personally, we, we have benefited so much from them, uh, really becoming a part of our team. Um, they've been, um, coaches, mentors, consultants, as, as we've started building a couple different, um, different things in business for ourselves, but, we get to hop on a call with them every week. And, and a lot of those calls, my favorite, you know, my favorite calls with them are where we're not really in the nuts and bolts of the business. We're just talking mindset and things like that. And it was <clears throat> rewarding for me to sit down with them um, for about 45 minutes and just talk about that stuff and kind of hear their backstory. Um, they are both what I call, you know, girl bosses, you know, they, they, they control every room they go in, no matter if it's, I mean, I've, I've been around Kelly more than I have at Angie or the, more than I have with Angie at these masterminds and groups. And, um, but it could be a room of a hundred people. Um, and they could be all men, but Kelly walks in there and she dominates the room. She's the queen of every situation. And that's just, she does it naturally. She doesn't try to be that way. She just has that presence about her, but then she's genuine and humble with it as well, you know, and a lot of that shine through with, with this podcast, you'll hear, hear a good bit about it, but um, I'm just, I'm so, we're all so fortunate to know them and have them to have come into our lives. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to our futures with them by our side. So how about you guys, Tim, would you, would you take away from the conversation? Yeah. So I had the opportunity to kind of sit in there um, in the podcast while you were interviewing them. And um I mean, no different than our weekly calls, man. They're always super authentic, super genuine, um, open up about any anything in, in everything that we ask them. Um, they don't hold anything back. And I think that's really helped us in our learning curve of, of building this business and getting this business started. And I'm just really grateful to have learned from, in my opinion, you know, two of the best in the business. You know, I think it's uh, well worth our time and investment, um, you know, for not only us individually, but also for, for our lending business. So, Very good. How about you, Billy? Yeah, I guess, you know, being around Kelly and Angela as much as we are, I think the real and you can hear it come through in the podcast, but you mentioned how authentic they are. And I mean, everything they do, how they treat people. And for as many years as I was in business, um, it really in the corporate world, but watching the way they operate and the way that they've built their team to be, you know, just like them, genuine, respectful um, and the culture around them, the way they built, it's, it's just something that, that I admire and, and, and want to emulate. I mean, she is, she is the type of person or they are the type of people that, you know, you want on your team and you want to be on theirs. And it's, it's just so clear in everything that comes through from them. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, you know, that you can really see it, not, you know, I hope it shines through in this, this podcast, but 
they don't take anything too serious. You know, they, they have great senses of humor. They, they can make light of any, any situation, you know, they can take and give humor. And, um, so that, that aligns with us really well, cause we're, we're the same way, but, um, and you know, they, they kind of glossed over it or went through it pretty quickly in the podcast, but I, I want everybody to know just how, you know, going back to their college basketball days, they were not just basketball players. They were elite basketball players. I mean, you know, Angela was, uh, you know, played at the University of Indiana. That's a power school, you know, and then she ultimately had some injuries and some coaching changes, went over to College of Charleston, relinked with uh, Kelly again, and then Kelly went on to be the all-time leading scorer at College of Charleston. Uh, we, we were fortunate enough to go to a basketball game with Kelly while we were down there and to see her banner hanging in the uh, rafters and then to see the big plaque. Um, it, it was a neat experience. So, well, she um, still hoping, is the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, and that goes back to the '80s. You know, it's not the dater, but she, um, she's held that. And I, I don't think any looking at the list, nobody's even come close to sniffing it since then. And two of those years were without a three-point line. Think about that. You know, mm -hmm. so for two years, um, she was shooting threes when there weren't three. You know, she was, she was getting deducted a point there when it comes to that record. So, but it was fun hanging out with them. Um, and, you know, the hospitality they showed us as well when we were down there is phenomenal. I, I knew it would be that way, but it, it certainly was. And uh, hope everybody enjoys it and gets as much out of it as we did. All right. Kelly Garrett, Angela Dunn. How are y'all? Great. Well, welcome to... The Burning the Boats podcast. Um, I am fired up about this. We um, This week we're in Charleston all week. We're doing a couple podcasts. We're going to do some recording with uh, for some social media content. And when we realized we were coming down here, and we all agreed we have to connect with you guys. Um, Y'all have been, and I, I'll let you kind of introduce yourselves as we get going here in a little bit, but um, just kind of from my perspective, um, you two... And y'all are both humble, and y'all, you know, you probably don't like it any more than I do. Somebody sitting here talking good about you, but I'm going to do it because I'm the host, and I get to do that for a little bit. But yes, you guys, without a doubt, have been the most impactful uh, people to myself, uh, Tim Blodgett, and Bill Phillips with this uh, fund that we've launched this year. Um, we wouldn't have been able to, I mean, we feel like we have as solid of a foundation as we could have um, with the help of you guys. Without that, we'd be flopping around, but we'd figure it out eventually, sure. but y'all sped us up light years. Um, and, and to kind of introduce what, you know, where the help is coming from, uh, Kelly, you, you are CEO of Rehab Wallet, short-term lending uh, debt fund. Yep. Um, and Angela, you are your title within Rehab Wallet? The Managing Director. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and y'all been in business for a handful of years. I'll let y'all talk about that a little bit, but um, but what y'all have done in those years at scale is phenomenal. And um, when I reached out to you earlier this year, um, you know, it was a long shot. I hadn't really met you yet. You right. know, we were right. in the same mastermind, Tim Brotz's group with Legacy Family. Mm -hmm. So when we, Bill and I were doing some private lending ourselves and um, just with our own funds, we didn't have a, you know, a, a formal fund or anything set up, 
but we, as we got into it, we're like, okay, we're kind of wrapping our heads around this. This could be a business. If we're going to consider doing it, let's reach out to the goat, uh, you know, the one that we knew was doing the best with it and it was in our group. So I kind of, I think I messaged you on Facebook or sent you an email, but instantly you replied, let's hop on a phone call. And after that hour phone call, it, you, you changed our course. We were all in on, and we're still acquiring property, but we were all in on building up to a couple hundred units as fast as we could. And after that phone call, we said, time out. We're, we're going to try this. We're going to uh, see if we can build this. If we have to spend a year doing it and it fails, that's fine. We'll go back to what we were doing. But you gave us the confidence. And then since then, both of you guys have been meeting with us once a week, holding our hands and uh, really dissecting everything we're doing. So it's been what y'all have meant to us personally, our business, our families. Um, I mean, it, it's just been very uh, exciting and, and I can't thank y'all enough. So um, with that, Kelly, I'll start with you and, okay. and kind of just give us your uh, your background and personally and professionally and okay. uh, where you started and where you at now. Well, personally, I'm originally from small town upstate South Carolina, so a little bit more of a farm community than, than what Charleston is. Yep. So grew up, you know, grew up working, grew up parents working hard, physically hard, you know, my entire life. So I knew a, a good a good life. I had a great um, support staff there. Um, grew up playing ball, play, grew up playing basketball, and that's how I'm at age. We're both 15 years old, playing AAU ball together. So um, we have 41 years of uh, just, just knowing each other and our families know each other. So I know exactly, we'll get to that in a second, how she kind of came on board after decades of right. not really seeing each other. But, um, but yeah, you know, Basketball teaches a lot. Sports teach you a lot, and I think it was um, that discipline and so forth. I I knew I wanted to get out of a small town. I think my parents knew that that, that I wanted a little bit more to do. So basketball was that was that way to get out. Right. And so and, and basketball opened my eyes to a lot of things. Brought me to college, Charleston, and um, you know just like everybody does after college, you go and get. Um, you know, I, I, I tell a story. Angie and I were roommates and teammates at college, Charleston, and we went to to a career fair and we just go up you know as what 20 years old 20 year old 21 year old mm -hmm. she goes left i go right she she ended up starting work that day in retail 28 30 years later right. and then i go right and found a ups table and uh interviewed there and started work that same day right so we both started work there through a career fair and um you know, that was my trajectory yeah. into I went I went to what I knew and that was hard work, physical right. hard work. So I went straight into that table. It was right was probably more of the police, military, UPS hard work stuff. Yeah. The left side of the room wasn't interesting to me. Right. And so I just went to what I knew and uh, stayed there for twelve years and um, ran the corporate ladder. I loaded and I drove just like everybody else does. But I ended up in management. And, and they just, UPS just sharpened those tools that I had and just sharpened the iron and um, because they're so 100% effective is not not good enough for UPS. Right. It sounds like my dad. You know, okay. you gotta be 125% effective. So um, worked, it, it just fit who I was. And then after UPS, I, it's a long story how, but I ended up opening a business. I opened up a, a lending company. You know, uh, I think God, I believe this strongly that God puts people in your life for a reason. And um, I met this couple at, a, at an event, weirdly, and just started talking to them, George and Sonia Pitt, and um, they taught me how to 
start a lending company. I went and worked for them for free. I didn't need the money. I had, you know, I just said, hey, if you'll train me, I'll work for you for free. Right. I'm 20. No, by this time, I'm probably mid-30s. And um, so that's kind of where I started the lending world. And mm -hmm. through lending, back then, we, had, we, we started from 2000 and sold it in 2010. But with lending, I learned that how to fund deals. And so I started buying real estate as well during that time. Right. And um, cut to... 2018 sold all the small properties, small uh, single families and small multifamily, mm -hmm. and um, had two buckets of money. In one bucket, I started doing private lending, just like you guys. Right. In the other bucket, I started doing more passive real estate and I learned about this new thing called syndications. Yep. And so uh, that was 2018. And in the meantime, I'm a you know, I like brick and mortar type of businesses. That's just my, 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 my gig. And so I buy a business and sell a business. Buy and sell and sell, sell a business. Constantly so hustling. I was always yeah. hustling. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think, they was like, what happened in 2018? I think as I just, everything flipped for me. Um, the thermostat flipped. Everything flipped. Meaning I started working more with, uh, with my mind than I did with my hands. Right. And um, it just took me a long time to get there. And so, and then we finally um, were in asset classes in a vehicle that, that was big enough to change change our family's lives. Right. And so it took me a long time, you know, decades to get there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any other way. Right. You know, the businesses that we'd buy were, it was just, you know, myself and, and my wife, Sunshine, we'd buy a business and, um, but it was smaller, smaller like, we bought our last manufacturing company. I think they were doing six hundred thousand in revenue. We, we we drilled it up to almost three million, and then we'd sell it. Right. You know, but it wasn't big enough to change our life. Yeah. You know, it wasn't big enough to, uh, to do that. Our real estate that we had wasn't big enough to change our life. And in two thousand eighteen, I learned by being in meet people, being in our mastermind, mm -hmm. just like our mastermind. I had yeah. never been in a mastermind before right. until two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And so, I just started learning that that. It, it's learning from other people will, will change your life. And I applaud y'all for putting this out here because y'all can change people's lives by just doing a simple, simple uh, podcast. Well, that's, that's, that's the goal. That's and, right. um, I mean, it, it sounds like you, you and Sunshine, you knew you wanted something bigger, but there was never like a defined, like specific thing you were chasing. You <laughs> just went where the opportunities were and that's and just exactly. built, built was, it, and, I, I, I just followed my, I'm, I'm like that. I, I'm like that. Even in basketball, mm. <laughs> he's probably going to joke. We're probably going to laugh about this. But I'll blow a play in a heartbeat. It'll be like blue. And kill it. Why are you? Why are you pulling out a three? It's a layup. Like why are you not running a play? I just don't run up. I just don't do real X's and O's real well. I just go a lot by feeling. Improvise. And 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 I think one day and one year and one relationship led me to something else and something else. I think the, what I do have is a keen sense of. Um, when it's there to go take it and, and act on it. Mm -hmm. That's that's about all I got. Right. The the X's and O's yeah. um is 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 why I got this one right here. Right. You and I are a lot alike yeah. in that I know my field and and, yeah. and 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 it's relationships that mm -hmm. change your life. Yeah. I I'm in we're at Rehab Wallet through a relationship mm -hmm. that I needed um you know, I need partners to come in and raise capital. I know what I were good at. I know what, what I was capable of doing is building a team out. Right. But I hadn't raised capital at the size that I knew that we would need to raise capital mm -hmm. at. 
And so um, I teamed up for that. And yep. I'm sure we'll get into all that. Yep. No, that's, that's great. And I, <laughs> you joke a lot. And for those listening, uh, Angela says there's only a handful of people that call her Angie in her life. And she has fortunately given me uh, one of those spots. So you'll hear me calling her Angie, but nobody else is allowed to nope. do that. Mm -hmm. Other than what, your dad and... My dad, my next door neighbor, the coach that recruited me at Indiana University. Okay, all right. Um, and and me. <laughs> you, and then maybe if my family, immediate family members are kind of teasing and gotcha. joking with me. Gotcha. But I probably should have started with you because you always joke about if you give her the ball, you're not getting it back. So <laughs> I, I've been, in case your listeners and viewers haven't noticed, I've been open down here on right, the plane, right. <laughs> well, listening up, right. no defense on me, yeah. waiting for the pass. Well, here it is. All, All right, right Angie Dunn, tell us about yourself. Same thing, where you started and where you're at now, okay. and how you got there. Well, first of all, thanks for the opportunity Absolutely. to be a part of this because everything that you shared that you've been on the receiving end of and your team has been on the receiving end of, I assure you it's been just as fulfilling uh, for us. Well, I appreciate that. And um, super rewarding. Um, I was originally from Roanoke, Virginia. I only lived there for a couple years. Uh, my dad was a uh, manufacturing engineer. Uh, his career took him uh, into North Carolina, then South Carolina, and. We relocated quite a bit, and because my family has a little bit of a sense of humor, uh, we learned even as kids to kind of joke, and you know, you, you always gotta know your audience, but we joked uh, maybe with too many elementary school teachers that our family was in the witness protection program until a phone call was made to our parents. And like, okay, we think that's funny, but maybe your second grade teacher doesn't. But, uh, so re relocated around, um, the, again, Kelly shared with you the first time we met, uh, we were in high school and we both got selected to play basketball for an AAU team. Uh, it was probably the funnest summer of my entire life, uh, all of a sudden getting to play basketball from sunup to sundown uh, with a bunch of other people who loved it as much as, you know, I did. Um, and then got the opportunity to originally go to play basketball and study at Indiana University. And in large part, how I landed on that school was because of uh, my instincts and that leadership of the coaching staff at the time. Mm -hmm. Very inspiring, very energizing. And of course, when you take a tour of that school, uh, the resources uh, and the community, there was a lot of attention okay. and focus. So was a great fit and then unfortunately after my freshman year that coach left and I had a knee injury. Uh, so the following semester I considered transferring and uh, reached out to some of the schools that had recruited me, one of which was the College of Charleston and in talking with that coach I guess Kelly was shooting around down on the court nearby the coach's office and long story short after reconnecting with my AAU teammate, number 14, decided, yep, this this too feels like a good fit. I'd ask her how cold, like, what's the weather like there? What's the weather like? And she said, well, I walked to, walked to campus and I had my scarf on and it froze with my breath. And I'm like, it's like 72 yeah, degrees. You're in shorts. We're in shorts. <laughs> that, that, helped with, yeah. that, helped, that, that helped with the decision making yeah. for sure. Uh, and had lived in Charleston earlier when my dad's career, he worked for the Bosch Corporation. So okay. uh, 
transferred. She shared with you, Kelly shared with you kind of that day when we went to the uh, career fair. Um, was interested in retail without really fully knowing it and leadership because my parents owned a sporting goods store when I was in high school and college. So I uh, spent 27 and a half years with JCPenney and loved uh, it by far the majority of the time. Very fulfilling, got lots of opportunities throughout the Southeast. Um, so it was amazing until it no longer right. was a good fit. Yeah. Took some time off and um, uh, during that time off and that break, as I'm reconnecting with friends and family uh, and have relocated back to Charleston, Kelly and I are hanging out with some of our other friends and what I didn't realize at the time is sometimes we're having dinner at ball games and stuff, uh, homegirls starting to interview me mm -hmm. and I don't even realize <laughs> it. And, and I think I'm a pretty good interviewer, but uh, she was on the DL. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time she owned and operated, her and Shine owned and operated the Carolina Cotton Candy. And uh, so uh, I remember getting a text message, I think it was even on my birthday, uh, saying what would it take to get you to come on board? It didn't, didn't say happy birthday first. She, no, <laughs> earlier in the day right. we'd already had uh, hung out right. uh, uh, for dinner, and um, so anyway, connected, made a deal, um, and has been prob not probably has been uh, six and a half years of just super fulfillment. A uh, lot of challenge. I'd always been interested in learning more about real estate. Uh, but like Kelly, I think a lot of us, uh, whether you're a full-blown visionary of an entrepreneurial startup business or you're the operator, um, you rely a lot on your instincts. Mm -hmm. and, and my instincts, in part because we've known each other since we were teenagers, that no like, and trust was well established. Our, our families knew each other, our siblings knew and know each other. And... Um, so it it just felt right, and yeah. it's been very rewarding and very fun. Yeah, y'all y'all have a very unique. I mean, it's it's we get to see it weekly, you know, on, on the calls with you guys. But y'all's camaraderie and everything, y'all complement each other so well, and just in mentoring us, you know, I mean, you, you have certain strengths you bring, you have certain strengths, and then it just comes together, and and obviously, you know, that works in, in the business as well. So so now you guys are. I mean, full speed ahead, Rehab Wallet. Um, and why, why don't you walk us through what Rehab Wallet, you got us to that point, but yeah. where, where, how did that evolve and where is it now? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to what you said about the strength factor of both personalities. It, 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 number one, you gotta respect that person. And when you give it, I think it's, um, you know, she feels the same way, is that when you respect that person and you feel perfectly fine with the decisions that they make for your company, um, that that's where it's at you know you can read each other and you know what's going on with each other you know she kind of uh will ask sometimes well you know what do you think about this or she'll pull me back and say you know what that you, you let's not talk about that right. you know don't say that or yeah. you know and most people can't do that with me or a very visionary period when right. you've got an a personality right. but when you respect the person it's okay you yeah. know um but yeah rehab wallet you, you know I'm a real estate investor, honestly, in my mind. Mm -hmm. But 
when I look in the mirror, I see a real estate investor. I've been in real estate for, for a long time, right? Decades. But what other people start to see me as a lender. And that started strong in 2018. I noticed uh, we, 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 we facilitate a very large real estate investment group here in Charleston. And I did it on purpose um, for the fact of getting deals back years ago. And so, but what I saw when I started doing my private lending, like you guys started, I noticed start people coming to me about my private lending a lot more than they were coming to me for deals. And so I just decided I was just gonna lean in really hard on this business and see what, what it brought. And so Rehab Wallet, we raise money in a debt fund, we pay our investors uh, 8% and we pay our investors monthly. And we also have a compounding feature and it's a liquidity option inside that fund. So you can get your money out, you need it out for whatever life happens. It's not stuck in there by any means. And then we take those funds, we go over here and we lend, them, we lend it out at you know higher rates, 13% and two points. And it's hard money, obviously. But some people need this money quickly. So well, we can find ourselves closing in three days, in two days, and, and, a, and, a, and, and um, real estate investors love that because they'd lose the deal if they weren't closing fast. So, and they're in it only for six months. So the rate is not that big of a deal. Right. It's not, I mean, I used hard money myself flipping. Um, so, 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 so Rehab Wallet has grown over the three, three and a half years. We um, started with one loan in 2020, one loan, June, 2020, the whole month, one loan. And now we're doing 50 a month. And um, we just surpassed a, a quarter of a billion dollars in three and a half years. I'll, I'll stop you right there. Yeah. That one loan in June of 2020. Yes, sir. Fast forward almost three and a half years. Right. A quarter billion dollars right. in loans made. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's a long is, time. I yeah, appreciate that. Very and, impressive. And that has been uh, done by a lot of people in the background. Mm -hmm. um, Ange can speak about our team. She, she definitely, we, we have used our past experience in our past life, you know, even though she has a lot more gray than I have, but, but, um, but, but a few, a, <laughs> edit, edit that part out, <laughs> but, um, but we're exact, about the same, exact same age. But my point with that is that we've been around, you know, been through life, right? So we've, we've had people work for us and we've worked with people and we've had teammates and we've had associates, right? Yeah. And so now if we, we have a recruiting base, and so we're out recruiting. And so we've recruited and handpicked those people to join our team. And um, again, like she said, she she knew, liked, and trusted me to come to work for us. Um, so did those people that we're hiring now. Right. They know, like, and trust us. And so we got some really smart people on our team. Um, and let, let me say this before I forget. Smart people and quality, and I'll call those nine and tens out of a 10 mm -hmm. employees, they want to work for a company that's big enough as well that they're that they keep interested. Right. Um, you, those people will get very uninterested if you don't have a big enough project for them to 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 to, to change change things around, right? Or to make a big big uh, splash. Right. So. Um, and it's it's interesting you say that because you guys have been gracious enough to connect us with some of um, your team to help us through things that they specialize in, yeah. you know, that y'all's hands may not be in. Uh, I think we, Tim or Bill, one of y'all spent a lot of time with Harris um, on on a call or a couple calls, but she treated it as if she owned it. And, right. and that's what you want your employees to do. Right. You want your teammates to feel ownership and Absolutely. the pride and, and y'all 
facilitated that. And I would imagine your your experience, all those years of retail, like you're not only dealing with customer satisfaction, but you ran teams. You were responsible for the recruiting and the leadership of folks on the team. So I have to imagine that transitioned very well into Rehab Wallet and then the growth, you know, being able to implement that and grow y'all's team with nines and tens like you have, so. The the skills translate Mm -hmm. even though it's a different industry. And I had an aha moment even when we were operating the cotton candy manufacturing company Mm -hmm. is those skills translate no matter what you're making, producing, servicing, selling. Uh, It's just the the bottom line and the quantity of headcount that's needed in this business model is the the headcount or the number of teammates is obviously right. fewer. Right. But the bottom line is uh, uh, supports a, 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 a healthy business model. Um, but yes, that that no like and trust uh, is is truly the backbone of how we've been able to both source and recruit people from much larger companies on a repeated basis. Right. right. Um, Pretty much everybody on our team has been hand-selected. And even if we didn't have a previous relationship with a small percent of the teammates that are on our team, uh, it was almost divine intervention when our paths crossed because uh, it still was quite intentional because we met those folks at uh, the REI meetups that, that Kelly established much much sooner in time prior to rehab wallet yeah. even being launched. Yeah, and 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 you mentioned earlier, it's you, you believe things happen for a reason. They certainly do, but you got originally in front of that couple that got you started in the lending business because you chose to be at that event exactly. and and you were networking and y'all continue to do that with with rehab wallet. Um, Angie, you said something. Um, and you guys have really been in the weeds with us, um, with, with our fund, and we're, we're doing a very similar structure as you guys. Um, and y'all been, I, I can't explain, I mean, I, I know I kind of led off of this, but how appreciative we are because you, y'all aren't viewing us as competitors, you know, and you've said it several times. There's enough cake for everybody to eat, you know, and so, but one thing you said that early on in one of our meetings, um, and this has nothing to do with the numbers or anything, but you said everybody you deal with from your, your employees to your customers to your investors, if when you're done dealing with them, if their socks are still on, you failed. Absolutely. Probably one of the most profound things for us as we start up because um, that's what we want to build and that's what y'all have built because I, I, all of us have used hard money as well. We've used several hard money brokers and lenders and you know different one thing that's always lacking is that level of service you know you you just have to you know it's really tough to get things handled and get questions answered but you guys and y'all helped us do this build the foundation around customer service that's it top priority and then everything else builds up from there and um so you know thank you for that because that's we're all wired that way but the way you put it for us just really helped us um early on get going so um, yeah, it's a big big feature inside our our culture inside our inside rehab wallet i mean there'll be times we have we use teams microsoft teams and there'll be times uh that i just kind of see it pop up and angel's got a set of socks on the floor 
like in a picture of it. Like somebody in the team has knocked somebody's socks off. I love it. Yeah. And so it's um it, it's it's true. It's just you know I I, I did the same thing. Used used um, hard money when mm-hmm. I flipped for yeah. when I flipped for over eighteen years myself. And so. What I did like about them is what we did not take into rehab wallet. Because we, you know, we had to start this from scratch, as you guys are, right? We're starting this from scratch. So there's things that even we might say that we might do that y'all will be like, no, nah, that's not really fitting your personality or culture, right? And so um, we definitely did this with other hard money lenders that we use, like inspection fees and inspection taking forever, like when you're done with your rehab and taking five days for an inspector to come out and then another three or four days to get your draw money. That is, that is, that's so, uh, it just, it just cripples you as a flipper. Right. And so we want to, just a very small example, we want to be able to turn that money around for that, for our borrower. That borrower sends a video to us and within the same day, they're getting their ACH money in, in a draw. Now we're very particular about people's videos and pictures coming in to be able to say what they've completed, what they haven't completed. Because um, we're stewards of our investors' money. We're going to always be good stewards of our investors' money. But the main topic there is that uh, we just want to do 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 what we would expect you know anybody else to do. Yep. And um, and that customer service is just not out there. And simple thing, answer your phone. Um, reply back. If you get a if you get a lead come in your inbox, you're replying back within two hours. I mean that you're happy the phone's ringing or, right. or an email's coming over. Right. You know, don't take stuff for granted. Yep. You know, I was part of 2008, 9, and 10 when that stuff completely, completely um, dried up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, never, I'll never forget the phone not ringing. Right. And so um, we definitely aren't going to do, do that at Rehab Wallet. We'll always enter a phone and always allow um, you to get your draw money or anything else as quick as possible. Yep. Yeah, and I, it's, again, if you... <laughs> If you build the foundation on that, it makes it so much easier to sustain. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you and one one great metric that you guys, I know y'all track it closely, I'll let y'all speak to it, but the percentage of repeat borrowers you guys have, yeah. if, if one of y'all want to speak to that, like I know y'all have a very high percentage of repeat borrowers because um, you've knocked their socks off. So Exactly. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. Go to it. Uh, our, our culture, which we don't have to work at it because we've established what the baseline is early on. And a big part of that was just modeling after the vision that Kelly shared with us. Mm-hmm. And to fill those gaps uh, when the lenders that she used failed in areas that were important to her as a flipper, uh, we, we just applied that and, and we repeated and then we surrounded ourselves with people whose uh, core values would make it intuitive to, yeah. to do that. But for over 24 months in a row, we've had an 85, 86, it's like 85 and a half percent return borrow rate. So when a borrower comes to us, if they give us an opportunity, um, we we aspire for them to just keep coming back because not only does that then align the needs of our investors with the needs and the goals of our team with our flippers or our borrowers all those three things can be in alignment yep. and yep. when we take care of each other we're taking care of our borrowers and in turn our investors get taken right. care of and and for folks listening um to give a little perspective around that 
I, I've used several hard money loans. I've never used the same lender. You know, I shop it, you know, now, now I can borrow from my own fund. But prior to that, as I was flipping houses, nobody ever knocked my socks off. You know, it was just, I'm shopping the best rate, best deal. Um, and it's very common when, when flippers, even high volume flippers, they're shopping lenders on just about every transaction they do. But what y'all are doing that's so unique in this um, niche is y'all are getting them and they're not, they don't, need nor do they want to shop because y'all are giving them that service and it's just i got this under contract here it is what are my terms let's go and they and and that's the culture y'all y'all built and um it's it's impressive not only to have that much repeat borrowers but again y'all are doing it at such a high volume y'all aren't doing three or four loans a month what, 50 a month or yeah. more i mean that yeah but, but it's you run the business just like any all of us are right whether yeah. you're flipping or whether you're building houses or whatever the scenario is, it's, it's just running a business. We, we use 40X as our kind of like our structure, like an EOS system, mm -hmm. uh, it's called 40X. So we, we're very structured, we have timely meetings, we start on time, we end on time. Um, it just happens to be a lending product, a lending business. I always say that I'm an entrepreneur that owns a lending company, right? And I'm not a you know not a true lender, mm -hmm. if you will, right. with all that background, and we've really had to work through that. We have great counsel and great um, uh, attorneys that help us and guide us through all that. But um, but yeah, that's that's the main focus. You're just running the business, and you, whether whether the whatever the widget is, the widget mm -hmm. happens to be just lending. I have owned now eight different businesses and flipped eight different businesses. This is the the probably the most rewarding one, um, and and. And it's rewarding financially, yes, but it's also rewarding when you have an amazing team that's all that's all in, and um, and you're working with super quality um, individuals. That, yeah. that makes it really rewarding. That yeah. really care, and just like you said, Harris did. You know, she takes ownership of that. She's teaching you guys about. I think it was title insurance. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, that's right. a boring topic, yeah, right? Right. And, that's um, why I wasn't on that. that was <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know that one. And that's why we weren't conducting it. Right, right, right. Exactly. But she knows it like the back of her hand. And then her processor probably can knows it as good or better than she does. Yeah, as yeah. well, if not better. Yep. So, and, and y'all both kind of quickly glossed over this, but I want to come back to it. Um, has nothing to do with rehab wallet or real estate. Y'all didn't just play basketball. Y'all played at the highest level of basketball. Both D1 um, college basketball players, you were at Indiana, ended up at College of Charleston. You started and finished at College of Charleston. And you hold a little record there as well, right? The all-time leading scorer. I do. Obviously, um, Ainge threw that out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. pass it much, but yeah, I didn't see one that I didn't like. So, yeah. 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 Um, it, what's funny is, I don't know how many times, but we'll be on the calls and and – I'll ask a question and Angel say, oh, I got to toss that over to 14. I'm going to pass that ball to 14. And so y'all still, y'all still, I, I, I can only imagine what the camaraderie was on the court back in those days. Doesn't sound like you got to score much with, with uh, her on the court. But, but, but I, I, I just <laughs> want to put this yeah. out there. If you were as accurate from what eventually was going to become a three-point line uh -huh. as she was, right. then you probably wouldn't have passed right. it to right. Terry. Y'all are aging yourselves there. We are. <laughs> we are. It's yeah. awful. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, we but, got two, uh, years, two years of it. And, 
know, the women's game has changed a lot and still changing every day and has come a long way. I mean, there weren't a lot of options for us when we got out of school to be able to, little girls now can look toward, watch on TV and see other women to look up to. Yeah. Unfortunately for people our age that and women our age, especially in sports, you didn't have a lot to look up to because yeah. you, you know, there were probably three channels back then for us to even find anybody. And it was just like during the Final Four, maybe, that the games were televised. Maybe. But right. um, I, I wouldn't trade a single yeah. minute of it, including the transfers, the changes in coaching staffs, the knee injuries. Would not trade. It, it all ends up working out, you know. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And, yeah. And if I, you, I've benefited in an amazing way. It goes yeah. back to, like, some of your viewers will understand this but or, or should take recognition of this, is that so – had Ange not been who she is, right? She blew her knee out our uh, your junior year? Uh, my junior year at Indiana, and then again my fifth year because I redshirted for the second time then at college. So her career was ended. Yeah. Um, first semester of her senior year, right? It's ended, she's done. Um, we, were, we were roommates, but she still, you know, was like, what's who she is today? Like. Definitely first one off the bench, giving high fives. Hey, good job. Hey, you know, here I was. Who, who was I? I was coming in to be this, you know, this scorer, the player that I was. And right. then I got a, I got a, a college roommate that can't even play, yeah. right? So you never would have even known it. And she was the best teammate in the whole world. So then cut to 25 years later, yeah. you know, who do you go, go, go to? You go to somebody that's um, selfless. And um, you know that can can run a team for you. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's uh, and I'll get I'll get to you in a second, kind of on the like the theme of this podcast. Well, the name of us uh, burning the boats, and for us, it's just about like we want to talk to folks that have that all in, no looking back mindset. Well, you walked away from a very successful career in 2016, right? Yep, and um, just. You know, if you could kind of quickly walk us through what your mindset was there. Um, what did you intend to get into anything else, or was it just did you did this just work out naturally? But I mean, you you clearly burned the boats. You walked away from a, a big career, so you know. Um, I'm not sure if any of the listeners, or I think most people, have seen the Tom Hanks uh, movie. Oh gosh, now the title of it's escaping me. Um, Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a long movie, but during one portion of it, he decides that he's gonna go for a run. He's gonna go for a jog. And 30 minutes later, he's jogged across the country and now he's on his way back and all of a sudden he stops in the middle of the street and says, I think I'm through running now. Mm -hmm. I think I'll go home now. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> that's, that's how it felt. It's yeah. like, you know what? Uh, I. I, this has been an amazing run, but I think I'm good now. Mm -hmm. uh, and did not have immediate plans, just knew I needed a little bit of rest. Uh, and while we were having lunch earlier, I shared with you that very first night, I slept for 13 hours. Yeah. So got got some <laughs> rest and then uh, just, just started studying, reading, uh, and thinking about why was that 27 and a half years so rewarding and so fulfilling and so amazing and that I had those opportunities to be in markets with teams that were uh, quite successful? What was it about that? Why, why did it feel that way until it didn't? 
And so I really learned some things about myself and uh, why that felt the way it did until it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision. I didn't know what, but I knew why. Uh, and as we reconnected, that I call them Oprah aha moments, yeah. I had an aha moment when I got that text. Now I know who and I know why. And she helps figure out the what. Mm -hmm. And she shared earlier, she's an entrepreneur who uh, just happens to run the lending business. Well, I'm a, a leader of people and a team builder who just happens to operate and lead a lending business. Yeah. Um, and if you uh, think about the strengths and weaknesses that she and I have, and you guys have kind of had opportunities to observe the one who has a sense of humor and the one who doesn't <laughs> the one who can shoot and the one that's still waiting at low post for a, a pass to one day come um it just it work it seems to work from my perspective Absolutely. really really good yeah uh, no and i'm incredibly grateful for it and the, and the day i tell the story a lot but the day that i was trying i was really i got into the dinner part to recruit right and we're friends it's, it's like you know you built Mm -hmm. you know grew up together right, right? It's, it's like your friend yep. but now we got to get serious about it we got to get serious about money we got to get serious about what we're talking about and I didn't know how to do it except through her sense of humor yep. and so I just put a little piece of paper I was going to go you remember back in the day before you had stuff to do with phones and stuff you played that little football game so I was going to do it that way but right. I just put it on a little piece of paper and flip it over this was salary like starting salary mm -hmm. and I push it to her and homegirl pushes it right <laughs> so I had to keep changing it right. to get it up to a number that that she knows what she's worth right. it wasn't like she was like yeah sure I'll come to work for you started off low ball. oh I mean I'm a, you know I'm a businesswoman right okay. Okay. but at the same time <laughs> had never had a, a anybody between me and the front line. It yeah. was always just me and um, and and Sunshine, my wife, standing beside me. And as I'm changing zeros and stuff, she's looking at me like, you, you know, <laughs> she don't know age like I do. Uh, and so I'm like, it's just, it's it's well worth it. And the, the money piece just it's all figured itself out too. Uh, that's good very stuff. rewarding. Yeah. Very rewarding. I think we passed it back like four times right. at least. You um, or I got the number right. It, but she got it right. <laughs> she, this yeah. is incredible, and, yeah. and I don't mean just on the money part. Yeah, just, that is a that's that is not the most important absolutely. piece of this. Yeah. I've had to learn that with different people. Like I'm very scoreboard op, uh, uh, operated, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and it happens to be now, especially a lending company. Holy go, holy moly! It's like it's definitely all money. Mm -hmm. So I've learned. That and that motivates me. It's not the it's not the money. It's what money can do for me. But I've had to learn with her. Money has got nothing to do for age. That's not her push mm -hmm. push button. Now she knew what she was worth. Right. But it's got to be the rewarding and being able to to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. The autonomy that she allows has allowed, and that this being her COO of all of her businesses with Rehab Wallet obviously being the primary one. Um, that autonomy to take the aspects of the uh, of what I learned in retail or from coaching and basketball or even from my parents' sporting goods store and apply the things that I found rewarding 
and that delivered to the bottom line to keep those things in the business model. Yeah. But the stuff that just didn't make sense, um, whether they're from human resource decisions or uh, decisions that could impact the bottom line or drive the top line, if, if they don't do something for the business, and when I say business, I mean our team, our investors, and our borrowers. Yeah. That's what I always mean. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't help or perform some type of positive function, then why are you spending time on it, doing it, trying to execute it? Right. Uh, so make no mistake about it. The, the, the amount that I'm earning and the opportunities that are being shared with me have helped me to understand my why even more. Mm -hmm. And that is we all have a, a certain amount of weeks on this earth. Yep. And I now get to choose the way I spend my time with a significant higher level of fulfillment. Uh, and I'm still more than comfortable, uh, you know, from a personal resource yeah. perspective. That's great. And that autonomy plays, uh, you know, being able that to- That freedom of time. And, and your, I, I guess, trust to give her that. And, you know, oh, yeah, it, no. it's, it, it's good. I mean, I, I came from years in the corporate world, but, you know, the higher I went up the ladder, the less autonomy you yeah, have. You know, it's it's very bureaucratic, and you know, and and that was probably one of the biggest drivers of me burning the boats is you know trying to get away from that, and then being able to. I, I don't mind failing. I'm, I'm you know I don't like it. I don't mind failing, but let me try things to know if they're going to succeed or fail. Right. And um, for you to have that within this organization is is great. So. Um, I'll and and I'm gonna. I just want to hit one more point. I know you got a flight to catch, so we'll we'll get you out of here. But um, one thing that I have a daughter, um, and she just turned 12 years old. She's my life. I got a son too. He's my life. Um, but it, it's a it's a tough world, and especially in business for females. You all know that. Um, and I just want to. I guess acknowledge and just show my respect for the way both of y'all command a room. Y'all go into, and I've seen you at meetups and you're, you're flying out to go speak at a, a, an event and stuff like that. But oftentimes y'all are the only two women in the room. Mm -hmm. Y'all own the room. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if you care to speak about that and just, you know, where that comes from, your confidence to, um, really excel in everybody. I mean, we're in a big mastermind with Legacy Family. It's 200 plus people in there. Um, when you walk to a, when you walk into a summit or a meetup or anything like that, it, all eyes are on you. You're, you're queen of the event a lot of times. And where does that come from? Where does that confidence come from? I mean, I, I, I don't And I'm asking, about it, I'm asking selfishly because I have a daughter. And yeah, I, and I appreciate it. I love girl dads. We love yeah. girl dads. And maybe it came from our dads, maybe it came from sports, maybe it came from uh, the era that we were in at the time. There were very few women in in leadership roles, I know, in, in at UPS. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know one to be, well, I do know one, I do know one. Um, so what I wanted to do when I would come into a boardroom was to be equal. And um, I don't want to. I don't 
want to be any different than the men in the room. Um, but I just wanted to chair at the table. And I think that maybe back then it was just because I, I, there weren't a lot of women at, at UPS at all, at all, at all, that the drivers or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not a, a huge feminist. I mean, at all, but I just want to be looked at the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe I just approach life that way, yeah. um, that just give it a whirl. And then we gotta do our job. We probably gotta do our job a little bit better. Um, and and then once we get results, then once you get results, it's like going to call Charleston men's game, right? We're gonna go take me on Thursday. So we're gonna go and it's gonna be packed. It'll be packed, that's because they win it. Mm -hmm. You know, go to a women's game. Very few people are there because they're not winning. Right. Right. Flip flopped. Well, it's about the same because the men and women's winning the same mm -hmm. time we were. We'd pack it mm -hmm. out. Yeah. But if you win, they will come. Right. right. So I think that we got to win and we got to approach it and, and, and work a little harder. I think. I just do. Think a lot to be seen. But once you get that, you got to preserve that and. And then you got to, to stay confident. I think my dad gave me a ton of confidence and gave me a ton of leeway. Um, because when you grow up on a small farm, like that, don't matter if you're a little girl, a little boy, everybody's working doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And so he never treated me any different, never coddled me. Yeah. And and that gave me a ton of confidence. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And y'all both, I mean, and, and one thing y'all both do, and this, this doesn't matter if you're uh, male or female, but you guys, like the attention y'all have shown us, we we started communicating with you guys. We didn't have a single penny in our fund, and we had not made a single loan from the fund. And y'all, that hour y'all spend with us every week, you give us your full attention. Like there, there's no distractions, y'all. In reality, do, is that y'all's best time spent? Probably not. It's not moving your business forward. It's, it's not, the best part of my life. <laughs> But from a from a return standpoint, you know, and and but y'all choose to do it. Y'all give us your full attention, and, and that's one thing I just personally believe that it's probably one of the the best traits someone can have is whoever they're talking to. That's who they're focused on. You're in the moment. You're not thinking about deals and stuff like that. You're giving them your respect and attention at all times, and y'all do that with I mean, everybody I see. I'm. I'm I've been, this is the first time I've met you coming down here, but I've been around Kelly a few times. No matter who you're around and who you're talking to, you're giving them your full attention and you respect them. And that, I think, in turn, gets all the respect that you deserve, you know, from everybody else. So, um, and again, I, I have, I could go on and on. I'm very fortunate because I get to meet with y'all weekly and we get to chop it up about all things business and our business and lending and all of that. Um, but. I'm glad our listeners are getting a chance to be exposed to what, what I consider, I mean, like I said, in a very short period in the last year, y'all are two of the most important people in our lives. I mean, no question about it. Y'all have changed our course. Y'all have changed our mindset, given us confidence. And, you know, we are what y'all were one, one day. Exactly. You know, one long at a time. That's right. the best and, way we talk about it. Just and, do one long at a time. And, and it's then, not that long ago i mean it feels right. like yesterday often and then, and then we get to we kind of have that borrowed belief you know we kind of y'all are our crystal ball we can kind of see what you've done and, and you know how you've done it y'all are helping us kind of dance around some of these early mistakes that y'all made by putting right. the structure y'all have now at 
such a huge scale, we're implementing a similar structure at a small scale so we can kind of quickly get around some of those things. So I, I appreciate it. Um, we are going to drop um, a link to Rehab Wallet and all y'all's information um, in, in our show notes. So anybody that has any investment or borrowing needs, check them out. Um, and I'll, I'll end with this. We, we want to end every podcast with, and I'll start with you, Ange. What's one tangible thing you can give our listeners that if they walk, if they don't do anything else today, they end this podcast, they go read a book, watch a video, watch, listen to a podcast. What's one thing you would, would give advice to folks that um, could help implement and make their day lives better? Uh, it's going to be dependent upon where they are in yeah. their lives and career. Yeah. But I think the most integral book that I read was Simon Sinek's okay. Start With Why. Okay, For Start sure. With Why. We'll link that in the uh, notes. How about you, Kelly? Same question. Mine Your book, is, podcast, anything? Yeah, mine is, um, the book is uh, The Psychology of Money. Okay. And um, it just it just kind of... I kind of rotates around uh, the, the thought process of money and um, you know it's not that complicated mm-hmm. and we all make it complicated because of that word and um, yeah I'm gonna start right there yeah I've got two like, yeah. what it takes by um, Steve Schwartzman okay that, that, that I haven't also, read that one it's oh. a it's a it's a great book it's probably for somebody that's you know later on in their career um, but we're doing the exact same thing with the PE or private equity type mm-hmm. of situation with BlackRock, a little smaller, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, excuse me, Blackstone, not BlackRock, mm-hmm. but Blackstone. So, um, yeah, that's my two. Yeah, like, well, like I said, ladies, I, I can't thank y'all enough. I, um, you know, y'all, y'all mean a lot. We just landed. When we landed, we came here, we're shooting this podcast. Right, and, uh, got you fan, you ready yeah, to go? Yeah, 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 and thanks for lunch, and thanks for Ten having us. Ten minutes from the airport, right, literally. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll go to a uh, basketball game exactly. um, on Thursday night, so looking forward to that. But, well, we're proud um, of y'all. Y'all have come yeah. a long way in the last half a year, I think, six months since yeah. we've been doing this. Yeah. I can't remember how many months it is now, but um, just kind of staying in, in, in our relationship or our business relationships, and y'all have really just took action yourself, and you just keep doing what you're doing, taking action full force, and um, and, and it just take one little at a time. Yeah, yeah. You guys are an amazing trio. It's been incredibly oh. rewarding uh, and beneficial for us at yeah, times. Yeah, it helps us. As we review our business yeah. model. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we're telling you guys to do things. something, we have to make sure our porch is wet, right? Yeah, right so right. we have to make sure it's yeah. clean. But no, we, we appreciate we, we appreciate the time. I know you got a flight to catch. Yeah. Um, you're heading down to a, you're speaking at an event, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. places that, that we're, that we're our avatars and, and it'll be our investor avatar at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And um, yeah, just going down and coming back tomorrow in Destin, Florida. I'll give the prop out to Chris Root, it's his group. Um, but yeah, those are our avatars and if he wants you know, we speak a, a, a good bit, and um, and that's what you got to do. Yep. You just got to do it. Yep, good deal with that. I'm gonna wrap a bow around it. I appreciate y'all having yep. us. And yep. number fourteen and number twelve. Twelve. Got it. Got it. All right. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Thank yep. y'all. Thank y'all. That was right. What a fantastic conversation with um, Angela Dunn and Kelly Garrett. Um, as I've mentioned several times, they mean so much to us and what we're doing, so much to me, so much to my family. Um, so to sit down in person and, and be able to have that conversation and then share that with you guys, it means a lot to us. Um, 
check out what they're doing over at Rehab Wallet. Um, you know, they, they, like I mentioned in the podcast, they have a, a much larger version of what we're doing and what we're building at 608B Capital. And we're only able to do what we're doing um, at the speed that we're doing it because of their, their leadership and their mentorship and basically consulting us through everything. Um, so I hope you guys got as much out of that as, as we do on a weekly basis being with them. Um, as always, this, this podcast, Burning the Boats, is presented by 608B Capital. So if you have any investing needs or borrowing needs, check out our website, um, check out our social media, and um, I'll put those links down below in the show notes. And we look forward to hearing from you guys.